Blog Talk Radio. NYPA Entertainment Radio live here on Blog Talk, Colin Alonzo. Thank you for joining us today in the in the Bronx. I'm in West Philadelphia University City section in the NYPA studios. Thank you for joining us today or whenever you're listening to this show, whether it's live right now or you download this episode on the many platforms we're on, iTunes, iHeart, Amazon, Google, Spotify. I'm going on and on, but it, it will eat into the show, but you get it. Thank you for listening to today's show. Uh, a lot to get into. A lot of things that happened this past week, and we're going to uh, do a bit of a deep dive. Um, I can't believe time is, is, is flying by. We're almost through November, uh, which means next month is December, which is the annual uh, holiday music um, that we have with all different genres of holiday music, and I love this time of year coming up, even though they have to jump the gun on television and stores and commercials and all that stuff. They start talking about Christmas back in August. So they kind of kill the spirit when they you start walking down the aisle. You got beach balls and everything and sandals. You turn to your left, they got Santa Claus. Why is that happening? I don't know, but some of these retailers just want to crank out the old St. Nick. In the summertime, when not even thinking about it, why is it? Why is that though? I, I don't get it. I, Everyone I, I don't. It's, be, it's the biggest but, selling season. <laughs> biggest yeah, selling season. But, so yeah, but it, all, it was August. So, you know, I'm thinking about beachwear, girl, bikinis, and shorts. And you bringing out this jolly old fictional fat man? You know, I mean, with, with, with fake gifts and trees and shit. I'm like, can we get mm-hmm. to Halloween and Thanksgiving first? Will we get and to Thanksgiving, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody just want to jump on through it and so forth. And then, of course, we got yeah. the Black Friday holiday. That's a holiday now. Yeah. They didn't sign off on it yet, but they might as well make it a holiday, make it a federal holiday, Black Friday. <laughs> and a few I, I agree. They might as well make it a holiday. They might as well sign off on that. It's like Black Friday, especially a holiday. This is, I mean, they make a big deal out of it. People take off for it. People sleep on the sidewalks, front of stores, all types of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, and can I, you imagine people just sleeping outside for days, knowing that it's going to be a huge sale, and they'll oh they'll start sleeping God. out of there like for a week in advance. They're, yeah, they they yeah. camping outside. Mm-hmm. It's like how important is this item that you want to get so bad that you're willing to sleep outside for a whole week? Exactly, because you get what twenty five percent off. Ooh, I'm risking my life for twenty five percent. Well, big three TV. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's no, what they do it for. Do it. They do it for sneakers. 
uh, Zoe TV game consoles. Yeah. yeah, like okay, it's not it's not that serious. Get a life. Um, not at all. We're gonna get started. Okay, before I go go into what I'm going to uh, first topic, it starts with a story. So it, it you know it goes back years. Okay, walk with me. It leads somewhere. This leads somewhere. All right. So thing that I was uh, 1992. I was about maybe 15. I was in West or Southwest, West or Southwest. Anybody from Philly know there's a difference. I was in West Philadelphia at that time, living in West Philly. And, uh, you know, a younger, still handsome Kyle, shut up, um, was home. And he (laughs) turned on TV. And at that time, in the 90s, though, when I discussed this, when Rap City came on, um, either you were up-and-coming artists or you were established artists, they would show – a mini video to introduce that album. You know, sometimes they showed on the jukebox. I mean, like, right during Rap City, I remember from four to six, they would show video, like little mini videos of this new artist that coming soon, like album drops, boom, boom. That's what they used to do. Well, at that time, right. I'm looking, and I see a brother i maybe seen before. He's walking down the street. He got, he got the hoodie and all this on, and it looks like, Philly, but I'm like, I don't recognize that being Philly. Yeah, I don't think so. In New York, I don't know. He comes down the street, a girl grabs him, he mushers in the face. I said, oh, shit, can you do that to a girl? Mush it, white guy, push it, and I'm introducing the red man. And I was like, oh, he's my favorite off the bat. He mushing people left and right. He don't care. And then <laughs> later on about the album, and I come to find out the female he mushed was Hurricane G. That was my introduction to her. And this week, a piece of my childhood disappeared. So then uh, yeah. Hurricane G dead, Gloria Rodriguez, at the age 52, which is still extremely young. Young. Trumpet, mm-hmm. uh, New York rapper, Hurricane G, real name Gloria Rodriguez, has died at age 52. The groundbreaking musician uh, passed, uh, passing away, confirmed, passed, passed away last Sunday by associates, but her cause of death at the time wasn't disclosed. Um, however, the rapper's daughter Alexis revealed back in May that her mother was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. "Quote: My mom has stage four lung cancer. Uh, cancer. She announced via social media. I don't know how many of you understand what that means, but even after 30 years of life, I'm still trying to process it. Trying to process it myself. I've never cried so much in my life. I never felt so disconnected from reality in my life." Uh, born in Brooklyn, 1970, Rodriguez sustained a career span over 30 years and recorded with such icons as Diddy, the Funk Doctor, Redman, and uh, Exhibit. Uh, the hip hop industry, the hip hop industry, uh, come on screen, uh, hip hop industry is devastated over Hurricane G passing uh, and took social media to pay tri- emotional tribute. Eric Sermon, who was the father of Alexis, um, and like I say, shares uh, a daughter with Rodriguez. This is how I found out from this actual post last Sunday night. Uh, my heart is hardened today. One of my good friends, my, my oldest daughter's mother, passed away today. Hashtag Hurricane Gloria was also a legend in her own right in the hip-hop community. He wrote, one of the first Puerto Rican female rappers. She rapped with me, Red Man. She paved the way. Um, the stable rapper added, I can't believe this. Pray for us. Beautiful blessings. She was a beautiful person, a wonderful mother. And uh, as as well, um, we love you, G. Um, Domingo Padilla, who produced Rodriguez 1997, 
So I'm um, all woman also took to the Grand Page Tribute RP to my good friend Hurricane G. Really sad the, the news to get um the news to get uh he wrote I was blessed to know to know her and produce her debut album. God bless her family and daughter. Lyricist who's uh who is of Puerto Rican descent got her first start in hip hop as a member of the Death Squad. Many fans first taste of her uh, came via the intro of the Red Man's 1992, Tonight, Tonight. Yes, this is the first time I realized that was the girl he mushed in the face. And when she tells, yo, man, man, get off that punk smooth shit, man. Get over that rough shit, man. And then when I was like, is that her? That voice right yeah. there, that Boricua voice, was like that New York, Brooklyn voice, I was like, yo, she's dope as shit. Um, in 1997, Hurricane D released her debut album, All Woman. It features solo tracks, um, somebody else which reached the top 10 of the hot rap single chart that year. Her final album, Mommy and Poppy, uh, with Thurston Howell the third, came out in 2013. Uh, along with a successful solo career, the prolific Brooklyn Knight also had voice cameos on albums featured icons ranging from Keith Murray to Exhibit. Um, of course, Red Man, she, also, uh, she was uh, featured on a PE 2000 from P. Diddy's 1999 album, Forever. This, I hear Hurricane G every day. Why? Because on my playlist, whether I'm working out at the gym, while I'm driving in my truck, while I'm in the office, real low, because I don't want to offend anyone, it's Redman. And with Redman, there's Hurricane G in the background, cursing along with him. I got to turn the load off because I don't want to offend nobody. But hearing her every day and then coming to find out just at a young age and that damn cancer, man, took her away from everyone, um, it just saddens. Like anything, like, part of my childhood of people that I've hear, listen to going too soon. It's just a piece of me goes with them. It's like, damn, they're not here anymore. If they wanted to do more music, if I wanted to see them, or yeah. want them on the show or whatever the case may be, it gets to you, especially when it's a, a, just a vicious disease such as cancer, which is just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, cancer, I hear, man, a big C. It's a bastard. Mm. It's a motherfucker, dude. I, you know, I like her voice. Like sometimes when I hear like Cardi B talk a little bit, reminds me of Hurricane G cursing and on certain albums and stuff. Um, I think she's a little unsung. Uh, one of the, like very people that's not really acknowledged. Um, she's underrated. She one of the females. Very underrated. That's the word I was looking for. Underrated. Uh, when the time where a female where she was gritty, loose, you know what I mean, was all about that, kept up with the boys. She had an all boys crew around her. And she was that right. voice, and uh, at the time, we had the little Kims and the Foxies. She didn't get the spotlight on her that way. But, you know, with that being said, I'm going to give you a chance in a minute, Zoe. Um, in January, because I just mentioned what December is, I got a couple of Red Man and Hurricane Gene bangers. We're going to bring in 2023 the right way in January. Right. Um, we're going to bring that in. And, Zoe, so in the 12 years between here and the Bronx or whatever, I never, we collectively have never put a Redman Hurricane G bangers on our playlist. So it's a first overall. So it's not one song, it's multiple songs. We never did it. And I've thought about it, but we never did that. So January, we bring in 2023 right. We bang in, we bring Hurricane G and Redman. Zoe, what's your opinion on everything? Yeah, um, you know, when I first heard of her, um, you know, I thought that she was going to be, you know, one of the big female artists out there because lyrically she's she's nasty you know mm-hmm. um but it's just that she never got that shine like you know the mm-hmm. little kim 
the Foxy Brown and all, because maybe mm-hmm. because she's mm-hmm. a little more hardcore, I believe. You know, mm-hmm. um, maybe that's the reason why she didn't get that that particular shine then. But um, she mm-hmm. should have got that, you know, shine like all the other artists that was out there. Um, you know, because um, a lot of people love Hurricane G. <laughs> You yeah. know, um, a lot of people have, you know, again, lyrically, she was one of the best out there. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. unfortunately, cancer took her out and, you know, she never got the flowers, as they call it now, the flowers that she deserved. I said balloons, but go ahead. Yeah. Because you're dead, she should have had But, you know, flowers went to the well and dwindled to the ground. That's just me, but go ahead, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know... Definitely condolence to the family of uh, Hurricane G, um, the friends and, um, you know, the fans that, you know, follow her, that knows her, that know of her. Um, lost one, another one. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, real quick before we take our first music break, um, he had a good point. With Hurricane G, um, she was a little more harder, meaning she didn't really – also wasn't like showing like the, a sexy side. So a lot of women, you know, like Kim, Lil' Kim, whatever, uh, Foxy Brown, so forth, show a little more feminine, more se- sexual orientation. She's about the street. She's about, I'm a, I'm a fuck. You know, like real, right. she rap like, like the cats did, like the dudes did. You know what I mean? Right. Um, she put a little femininity in there, but the majority of shit was grimy. Like that's like, that's who she was around was them cats. You know what I mean? So that's what she took on that, and and like like Zoe said, underrated. But we gonna give her her balloons come January. Boom, we got I got bangers lined up already for that. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but until then, we got still got November's music playlist. We gonna play some music when we come back. Zoe got some things we gonna get into. Then I got some stuff. Uh, the lines are open. Anybody got something to say? You give us a call. Five one six three eight seven nineteen sixty one five one six. 387-1961 if you listen to us live. If not, appreciate you still listening if you download this show later on in the evening or the next day. Uh, we'll be right back. NYP8, excuse me, NYP8 Entertainment Radio. I'll get it out, y'all. Yeah. 
that I'll be back in November. Every time I make a run, girl, you turn around and cry. I ask myself why, oh, why? See, you must understand, I can't work a nine to five. So I'll be gone in November. Then I'll be gone till November, I'll be gone till November.
Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio. Remember, if you can't catch the show live, like I said, subscribe. It doesn't cost. It's free. Download, share, let everyone know about NYPA Entertainment Radio. If you don't catch this one, go into archives on demand or Blog Talk or Anchor or Amazon or iTunes or iHeart, Spotify, Google, on and on and on. And you tell them, you going to work tomorrow, and say, what you do this weekend? I heard this dope-ass podcast, man. They informative, the whole nine. Man, you learn a lot from them. They got music, occasionally have guests, they got topics, you can call in, say shit that they don't like or you don't like, whatever. Tell them about NYP Entertainment Radio. Pass it on. Pass it on. Right, Joe? Indeed. Indeed. Pass it on. There you go. <laughs> I love the spirit, Joe. Love the spirit you gave. Uh, all right, Joe, what you got? <laughs> Critics are calling out Nick Cannon after it was revealed he is expecting baby number 12. Yes, I said it, baby number 12. Amid reports he will soon be paying nearly $3 million a year in child support, as Radar Online uh, has learned. This week, pregnant Abby De La Rosa confirmed the Wild and Out host is the father of her unborn third child, just days after model Alyssa Scott announced she and Cannon are expecting their second child together following the loss of their son, Zen. Oh, boy. Cannon shares his children with six different mothers. He has twins, Monroe and um, uh, Moroccan, um, with ex-wife Mariah Carey, Golden uh, Saigon, Powerful Queen and Rise Messiah with model Brittany Bell, Onyx Ice Cole with photographer Lanisha Cole, Zion, um, I can't even pronounce his last name, Mixabillion, and, and Zillion Hair with De La Rosa and legendary love model Brie Tissy. Tissy, Tissy. After learning that his his family uh, is growing again, several naysayers took to Twitter. In quote, Nick Cannon baby announcement are like free birth control because <laughs> what the f you mean he's having twelve when he just announced eleventh uh, on on one social media user had posted, and uh, another one says, um, imagine getting left on 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 uh, read uh, on read and DMs by one of these girls when you find out she will, she's willingly agreed to be one of Nick Cannon's baby moms. Another had tweeted. Here's another one says, say some baby names for us. <laughs> another one has tweeted, uh, Cannon expanding brood um, will be anything but cheap, according to California practicing family law attorney and legal expert Goldie Sean. Um, who doesn't work with uh, him directly. Uh, Sean um, told the son he may soon have to pay nearly $3 million a year in child support, a figure that was calculated by including several factors. When you have somebody like Nick Cannon, who is an extremely high-income earner, the courts in California have the right to deviate from the, the typical child support guidelines, the legal expert continue. Cannon, uh, for his part, defended his um, unconventional family um, dynamics uh, while announcing the birth of his daughter, Onyx. And, quote, 
I've given up on attempting to define myself for the world for the world of or society, but instead I'm doing the work to heal the to heal and grow into a um infinite being being God ordained uh, being God ordained me to be, the T V personality wrote in September. I pray and ask others to please um project all criticism and send a um Cynicism, I can't even say the word, I'm sorry, y'all, towards me um, and not the loving and precious uh, mothers of my children. You know, it's kind of crazy because the other day I got the word, like, you know, on point. Now it's like tongue twister. But, um, yeah, baby number 12 and still growing. I mean, I'm I'm sure he ain't going to stop with 12. He's going to continue going on. It's like, wow, Nick Cannon, um, you know. What what more can you say? I mean, you know, this is what he wants to do. Can't knock him for it. <laughs> you know, um, I know that a lot of people is is, is you know being very um, um, biased about it, but you know, this is his life. This is what he want to do. He has the money. Um, you know, as far as the three million a year, that's not what the courts had come up with. This is their estimate of what it would be if, you know, he had to pay out, you know, um in child support would be three million a year um approximately. There'd be more. Who knows? Or less. But number mm-hmm. twelve, it's like wow, he's 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 not stopping there. It's this this guy, he's just spreading it. He's gonna have a tire basketball, football team, everything. <laughs> you know, he he's actually start starting um, to populate before having a town. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna have like Cannonville, <laughs> Cannonville. Like this, that's all he's doing. He just he love multiplying. He's worse than a rabbit. You know, <laughs> like either like dude, uh, you're right. He loves, <laughs> <laughs> I he love. It. I would say either snip it or put a condom on. But hell, he just want to sling the juice. Let him fuck him. He got the money to raise him. Oh, he there for all twelve. You know, and so I say, I, I, here's a here's a bet, everyone. By no later than February, he's on child thirteen. I'm right. sorry, I'm being silly. I'm being silly. Child fourteen. There you go. Child fourteen <laughs> by February. <laughs> it'll be twins. It'll be twins. So <laughs> it'll be twins. Yeah. This guy, yeah. he's just not gonna stop. He's just he just he hasn't got enough. He just got it. Got he don't believe in condoms or nothing. He's like, hey, ski, ski, and then whatever. Anyway, yeah, long as you take care of his kids. Uh, <laughs> I got a. These mothers are happy. Fact. Yeah, hey, well, they're getting that money. They're getting the money. They're getting the money. He's taking care of them. They're getting that, they're getting that, they're getting that support. Um, I got a two fat Joe Banger. I'll probably do one this time and the other half after music break. We'll see. Fat Joe was asked if he had slept with Ashanti after he defended her. For Irv Gotti jab, Fat Joe is standing by his decision to defend Ashanti after uh, from disparaging comments made by Irv Gotti. Lean back rapper Fifty Two described Ashanti, a longtime friend and collaborator, as his quote sister in a clip from upcoming appearance on Red Table Talk. Um, quote: I'm the I'm the brother that looks out for the sisters, but somebody had asked me, "Yo, why'd you jump out and defend?" Ashanti like that, Joe said. He went on to explain that the 
uh, that the friend asked if he and Ashanti, who teamed up in uh, 2002 uh, for What's Love, were romantically involved, as if they were, as if that would explain Joe's defense. The question, however, left the star flabbergasted. Uh, I never used that word on the show before. Flabbergasted. Uh, this was this was like blasphemy or some shit, right? He said, "Cause she's been my sister for twenty something years, and Irv is my brother. I love him. I'm not trying to disrespect Irv. I'm talking about the situation." Fatjo continued, "When somebody I consider one of my brothers was like, uh, yo, you you effing her? Are you crazy? That's my sister.' And then I noticed that when I started telling him that that's my sister, his whole face calmed down." And wow, she really is your sister. The rapper comment uh, come amongst after Gotti 52 uh, alleged on Drink Champs uh, in August that he and Ashanti 42 were romantically romantically involved and that their relationship quote, helped her in her career. He claimed that he wrote her song Happy after a night they spent together and that he was later disappointed to find out while at a basketball game that she was dating Nelly. So Ashanti later shared her own version of the events that Gotti flat out loud about a lot of things. I do defended the star in an Instagram live shortly after Gotti made his comments. Quote, whatever Irv has with Ashanti is 20 years old, and I know he was making some points that mean a lot to him, his heart and his soul. But when you keep ranting about somebody 20 years later, it felt like he's not over the young lady, Joe said, of the music executive and a producer. Joe continued uh, noting that during all the time he spent with Gotti and Ashanti, he never seen them together like that, per se. He felt his comments were disrespectful. So, yo, I got to say your quote, yo, I got to say your truth, uh, but to go on drink camps and you calling her a bitch and keep disrespecting her, he said. Um, and also, right. Ashanti gave her version of events on Angie Martinez show saying she, she found it very weird that Gotti would just keep lying. Quote, this one thing, the one thing is that it wasn't surprising to, to me to an extent. I've accepted a long time ago that, that that's the person that he is, he said, but now the world is seen. She continued, I feel like Irv has flat out lied about a lot of things. I don't play in the mud, so I I, I let that sit there. I'll let you sit down there, and I'm over here. It's weird. It's very weird. You know you're lying, and you you just keep lying, and that's where it becomes a little scary and a little mental. The Foolish Singer said it was true that she was dating Nelly and, and that Gotti was, quote, salty over it as a result, uh, would not let her come to the studio to record. Yeah. It's a he said, she said type shit. You know what right. I mean? Um, so he's saying, yeah, we did it. He said all this in a documentary and all this, this, and this, and this. She's saying it never she's happened. She's saying never happened, right. And it's like, it is weird now because it's like you're telling this elaborate story of y'all doing this and you spent the night with her, you were happy with this. And she like, fool, that never happened. So it's like, all right, it's her side, his side, somewhere in the middle is the truth. You know what I mean? Like I always say, it's, Right. If it's not the truth, then something's really mentally wrong with him. This guy made up his whole fantasy about someone he was but never really think with. Think about why would he make that up? What what do he have to too. prove? Why would he make it up? That is true. You know, that's right. what I don't understand. Why you know would he come out and say that? Um, you know, he can't be that still salty. You know, 
uh, of her dating Nelly or whoever else, you know, is, is, right. I don't understand it. I agree. I agree. It's, what is it that he needs to prove? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like, why would make something up? Why would she deny it? I don't. It's 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 just weird. It's it's a whole the whole situation is is weird. And somewhere in there is the, is the truth. And like I said, it's her side, his side, the middle is the truth. It just it's it's, it's a crazy thing. Uh, what is not crazy is our music break. Uh, when we come back, I got a Fat Joe, Little Wayne thing going on. Um, and yeah, and it's something else that involves the show also. Hopefully, uh, so stick around. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Got a thin line, the puns got a big nine Respect crime, but not when they reflect mine The shit I'm on is wrong, but it lasts long When the past one a pun to wake up With the sass going, I'm mad strong And my cream is size, smoke the green and scratch My bitch got the meanest size, and it tastes legit I don't have to waste a whole case of Chris All it takes is my pretty face and my gangster wit Lace the click, cause we all share It's all fair, like love and war Thug the floor with the long hair, big pun Pun, the name that makes the kids run Like from the murder, reverse to the middle band gun Come one, come more, if you wanna brawl I'm the money Close line of motherfuckers like Steven Seagal Cause all you're gonna get is your ass kicked the up in the casket That's it, that's it, that's it Punish your blasted, at last it's rappers that really blast it Cats getting big willy niggas like Billy Baskin Up at Jimmy's Cafe having caviar Cracking cristal at the bar, smoking cigars, living large We raw but still roll with the mob, doing jobs for bills I'm hard to kill, for real niggas guard your grill I like the chills, fucking hell and get high I'm one hell of a guy, fly, pelican, fly What up, Duco? You know, politics and Papa Tuco I'm out here watching for Jay Again, the sleuth, though, shoot, bro. I got a waterproof suit, yo, swerving like an AKA in Beirut, yo, squeezing out of automatic M3s and please. You ain't seen no thugs like these. I can tell you lots of things that'll make you believe. In Corona, yo, it's better to take than to receive. Your career's on life support, and I'ma pull the plug and have every thug chewing that beat, not drug in their blood. No escaping this. Niggas is going over their favorite shit. To be taping this. World premiere, loud and clear, high and beer, get the dough, blow up the show, disappear, jump in the Cavalier, fill it marvelous, street pharmacist, twist, audibleist, for pleasure, bring your territory, cover, keep my workers under pressure, God, I'm saying, fuck, that's up, but that's alright, Duco, my heart nowadays too cold, don't give a fuck, where you been, what you done, where you go, you know, peep this, stay back, in black shades like a secret, agent, while night thieves, pull up on you like sleeves, we like trees, bust thieves and stack cheese, it's on the hook this year, make it mad,
need you all You don't know if I got a gun It's fun From the X side of things But getting on my rings Everything I want I guess by the being in time I shine like money That sound like Biggie Ooh. Fuck around my town Boogie down my city Come around, get pound Through the crown, no pity Watch the sound, four pound Twenty round million Get smacked, silly For coming out your mark I'm known for bouncing thugs From the tunnel to the south of clubs Don't matter Put the chrome to your bladder Splatter your abs Have you pissing in the plastic bag That's the drag Now you abnormal But make me grab the rumble And put some motherfucking stabs on you The night is young And I'm already fighting Hiding my gun Promoting bugging Screaming who the fuck invited bugs To you, something sharp to the heart, or something big to move you. The desert or the shoddy, whatever you the body that chose to be the dumb nigga at the party. Too much Bacardi started speaking dumb. Then you try to snuff Joe, must have been Puerto Rican rum. That's the hardcore to use a sophomore. Take years to earn a pair of Trevor Squad balls. So get lost to take one. Bones, I break them. Pigs that bake them. So get fried if they come. You see that? I'm like G Rap, Pac, Master P. All bought up with a twist to Mark Anthony. Recognize me, I'm the one cocking the auto. Tony Sunshine. Please cantan el coro This is how you made me. 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 This is
is how you made me Thinking about my old girlfriend, no mama played me Left me for some light-skinned cat with a Mercedes Back then I ain't have no whip, had to upgrade me Now I got some white boy M, she ain't as shady But karma is a bitch, baby Yeah. Oh, you wasn't trying to chill, ho One day karma kicks you in the ass and I hope she wears steel toes Try to have my head all twisted Won't let them break me I just gotta be who I be Don't let it jade me Life gave me lemons It's time to eliminate me Music to my ears The lies just serenade me And what they did to me I done done it to the next What goes around is coming to you next I dress like I'ma run into my ex And every time I run into a flex uh, Last time I trust a nigga He betrayed me Last time I trust a bitch, she played me Pardon me if I've been on one lately Yeah, this is how you niggas made me This is how you 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 made me Your boy tried to fuck me over, thought we was homies Guess he was a H-O-E when I say homie Niggas get some money, then act like they don't know me Got a new phone, cut off the old phony But they ain't never pick up for me when I used to call And they ain't never pass a rock when they used to fall And they ain't never help me up when I used to fall Kept trying to do it big, fuck getting used to small After the successes, like yes, they used to know me Now it ain't no nay-nays, nigga, I got Naomi Should've paid attention before you haters owe me Since you down there on your knees, go ahead and blow me Suck a dick, tell a hater, suck a dick Just a hood nigga that hit a fucking lick I keep my head up and I ain't never suckin' shit Self-made, I don't know a motherfucker shit, boy Last time I trust a nigga, he betrayed me Last time I trust a bitch, she played me Pardon me if I've been on one lately Yeah, this is how you niggas made me This is how you made me This is how you made me this is how you made me. This is how one deals with uh, Little Wayne while on the same episode of Red Table Talk. Uh, Fat Joe uh, revealed, uh, recalls getting helpful advice from Little Wayne before going to jail. Quote, Little Wayne said, be humble. Fat Joe was revealing the advice his good friend Little Wayne gave him before he went to jail. An exclusive clip 
<clears throat> excuse me, from uh, Red Table Talk. Uh, Fat Joe gets sentimental talking about how his experience visiting the How to Love rapper in jail 2010 and how Lil Wayne gave him sound advice before he served time. Quote, I heard Lil Wayne gave you advice before you went to jail, Jed Pinkett Smith said to Fat Joe. Quote, one of the saddest things I ever did was to go visit Lil Wayne in jail. Not only that, but they they had him chained up. Um, they had Lil Wayne chained up. Uh, Fat Joe 52 responded, they had him in shackles and all of that. They had him like he was a killer. He continued, so I went I went to go see him. He's my brother. He's my brother, my man. Uh, he he lives across the street from me in Miami. So I'm walking into the I'm walking into the jail and I get a phone call. It's Little Wayne. Fat Joe then recall the the advice Wayne Forty gave him before walking into the building, which he described as rusty and ugly, like one of those Harry Potter movies. He quote, I was like, Yo Wayne, what's up? And he was like, I'm just telling you right now, be humble. And I said, Well, how do you do it? And and he said, just just be humble, bro. You'll you'll if you if you'll be humble, they'll respect you. Concluded Fat Joe. Um, in 2013, West Love rapper was sentenced to four months in federal prison for failure to file income tax returns of 3.3 million in earnings and paid a fifteen thousand dollar fine. Meanwhile, in 2010, uh, Lil Wayne spent eight months in, in Rikers for gun charges. At um, at the time, he pleaded guilty to attempted possession of a weapon in connection with, with a gun that was found on his tour bus in 07. Uh, well, she, you know, better advice than that is be humble and, and uh, don't uh, squat in front of anybody. I don't know. But I guess that's, you know, what you would say. Yeah, well. there, don't, like, don't be like prima donna. Don't be a star, superstar. And, you know, act like... Because get, they don't care they, behind bars what you are or, <laughs> you know, what fame you got. That's true. You're going to get it just like everybody else. That's true. That is true. That is true. Yeah. So you, fat Joe to the wor- you fat Joe to the world, and there you inmate 2008 1 and 2281, whatever. <laughs> he, he stand on, hey, hey, Joe, he's still on that chow line getting that slop. <laughs> you ain't going to get no. No, no, flaming on and all that other. <laughs> you get no, exactly. You ain't gonna you get that. that going no. On there. <laughs> no. Uh, stay, stay with Little Wayne. This is where we come in at after I read this, and you'll figure out the show. Little Wayne named Jay Z's Rockefeller Records as Cash Money's best versus competition. Hold that thought. Lil Wayne has named Jay-Z Rockefeller Records as Cash Money Best Competition in a Potential versus Battle, appearing in a recent episode of Sportscasters. Um, Weezy was asked who he thinks would make a worthy opponent for young money or cash money in the versus ring, despite legendary labels like No Limit Records, Death Row, Bad Boy, Quality Control Music being mentioned. Wayne settled on the Rock Boys. Quote, I would say the best competition, I would have to go with Rockefeller against Jay-Z, the homie. Uh, during the same interview, Lil Wayne called Jay-Z the greatest rapper ever, comparing him to the seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. The greatest rapper of all time is Sean Jay-Z Carter, he, he declared. When you do when you do this rapping thing, obviously, like football, every sport is different. You play hockey, I'm sure they got something that they only know about, something that they probably can't explain, but only they know. That rap thing, 
that we only that we only know in rap. He has that. He's a Tom Brady of that. Lil Wayne previously claimed Jay Z tried to sign him to Rockefeller Records um, for one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Um, during a 2016 interview, quote, you know, when I went out to talk to him about being a rock, being a rock, being a Rockefeller, and mind you, this was years ago. Uh, he said at the time, first of all, he was at the 4040 Club in the daytime. When I got up there, he was talking. He was talking with Denzel Washington and Derek Jeter. I was like, this is, is this is this is click, and they were up there just laughing and joke. I I just I just don't get a uh, joke that I didn't get. Uh, literally sat me down next to him. And this this is where all of this is going at. He sat me right here, like you ain't a part of this, you know. And we we would talk to me on the and he would talk to me on the side after every joke. Uh, he continued. The man offered me one hundred seventy five thousand um, dollars. I said, believe that. I was looking like two teeth in a mouth. It's one one seventy five thousand dollars. My bottom my bottom my bottom teeth. Uh, we laugh at we all laugh about the same time. Um, during his legal battle with Cash Money in 2016, rumors circulated about him signing Rockefeller after he threw up the label signature, the diamond hands, everybody said. Um, and he said, I'm a motherfucker Rockefeller millionaire. You were at replacing the mention of Cash Money with O's label. All right, we're the mm. experts. We are the experts. I ask you, I will ask you. Is that a good versus? Is that a good verse between um hmm either young money, young money or whatever version of cash money versus I mean they both had yeah. hits. They both had hits. Um Rockefeller and Cash Money. You know what? I, I, I think I can see that happening. You know Rockefeller um, against um, uh, Cash Money because they both had a lot of hits between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I think that would be a good matchup between those two, between Rockefeller and, and Cash Money. I, I could see that happening, and I would like to see that to happen. You know, if mm-hmm. if it if they make that happen, I could see that happening. Mm. You got two. You got two of the Carters going at it, leading their leading their uh, labels, leading right. the charge. I, I think that'll be cool. You got two super heavyweights going at it, leading their camp. Uh, like I said, if you're going to do a versus, you got to do it right. I'm still, it, you know, I can't wait till they confirm the date with Bad Boy for So So Death. This got to happen. This is what the versus is all about. Not no mid-level, lower-level cats, has been. We're talking about, you know, legends, icons going song for song and entertaining the people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, do it. Like, this is what the verses is all about. That's what the whole thing is. Let's do it. That would be nice be to awesome. see that happen. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a great idea. Where'd they go, Little Wayne? Pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm now, out. for him I'm to say Jay-Z yeah. is the greatest of all time, uh, he's uh, one of the greats. He's one of the one greats of the out there to one do the it, group. but I'm I can't say he's the greatest of all time. I mean, I could understand where he's coming from by saying that he's the greatest of all time because he's still relevant and still performing, still coming out with right. music and all. Right. Um, uh, right. As far as Jay Z and still making hits out there, 
but I can't say that he's the greatest of all time, but I understand where he's coming from, um, Lil Wayne. Yeah, you're right. Listen, the whole thing, whether it's sports, movies, film, television, I got to think about time. Time is endless. There's no one's going to be greater than all time because there's always going to be somebody better down the line to be better than that person. All this is a matter of fact of opinion from everyone at the end of the day. You got a point. He's one of the greats. You, you name a, you name your top five. You name your Mount, Route, Mount Rushmore of MCs. He's definitely on it. You know, he's on a lot of people's, you know. Um, so, yeah, he's one of I, Like I said, I have to think about all time because it's just it's somebody's going to surpass that. Maybe not in our lifetime, but somebody will. And, he, yes, he is still relevant. He touched anything. It works. And I can say the same thing with Cool J. You know what I mean? Like I can't. Right. If we, if you had, if you had to put the squeeze on me, like you got a name, you got a name. It. I gotta go with LL, man. That's longevity right there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like living legend Cool J. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta go with Cool J. At the end of the day, what, what it comes down to. But, so, but 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 LL but. hasn't come out with any new music in a while. You know, he's doing um, you know, television movies. But as far as music, I haven't heard anything from him um, in in the in a minute. But Jay Z is still coming out with music. Well, he's not coming out with music. He's appearing on people's albums, which he kind of cut short. So, you know, that I but mean, it's, it's that still music he's coming out with. Yeah, but still, but I haven't heard anything from um, LL um, in a minute, other than you know watching you know, him well, on. <clears throat> yeah. Are you so you, you basing know, it on that? Because he hasn't done nothing current, is that what you're basing it on? Like, because if I mean, that's the case, we can be like, so so didn't play basketball in years, but they still consider him the greatest. So I, I don't. No, no, don't no. I'm I'm not basing it on that. It's just you know that you have mentioned that you know as far as longevity with LL Cool J, and you know I could see longevity that he's still his face is still out there, but as far as the longevity in music, yeah, he have that, but he hasn't put anything out in a while. Okay, I still don't get that. I don't, I'm, I'm just talking about overall legacy. I'm not talking about you putting anything in a while, but well, yeah, yeah, that will, LL will legacy. be up there because like he's been out there stuff. for a while. Like, well, I mean, so, well, sometimes you might not have nothing to say. Sometimes you don't need to rap. Sometimes you just need to stop. Who knows? But I'm talking about overall legacy. Um, you know, and I, I, matter of fact, I'm gonna see what what's the last time when we want to when, when you're done, then we're going to music break. I'm gonna see we'll find out the last thing he dropped because sometimes people drop stuff we just don't hear. We don't see, right? Happened. We don't hear. We might right. not have heard it at all. He might have he might drop it on somebody's album. We just haven't heard it. You know what I mean? Like Jay Z, last thing he dropped was God. Was God did. He didn't drop a whole album. He just dropped a verse, and he even said he's gonna he's gonna stop doing that. So that's the most current one. That's it. I mean, if you want to go off of that, then fine. But I'm here to squeeze. Squeeze. I would say most likely LL, or we can go deeper with someone else. Um, but right. I'm gonna move after you do your thing, and we're gonna break. I'm gonna find out what the last thing LL did. Uh, and so and if you want to go even deeper than that, you can say um, um, KRS One. One. <laughs> KRS One is still doing it. Yeah, but people might not have heard what he dropped though. People might say that he did. It's people like he has. He drops stuff that people don't hear. That's what I'm saying. You can't discount LL because he's not mainstream or playing somewhere. It doesn't mean he didn't drop anything. And because Earth One does it nonstop. We just you gotta look for it. It's not playing on mainstream. You gotta look for it. So it's it's, it's kind of hard to gauge that. What do you got, though? Um, Rick Ross. 
says he's not a hoarder. But anyone who asks if they are a hoarder probably is one. That certainly seems to be the case for Rick Ross, but don't try to tell him that. While offering a glimpse into his um, decluttering of his 109 rooms, yes, 109 rooms Georgia mansion. Why do you need 109 rooms? <laughs> I don't understand that. 109 rooms Georgia mansion on Instagram stories. Um, Ross rejected the label, um, this, the fact that he was literally recognizing reorganizing piles of clothing, um, clothing, um, shoes, books, and sports memorabilia to make room for more stuff. Um, and, quote, they say hoarders keep things and find excuses for it. No, it's not. These things are of value, Ross declared in one of the video clips. They are value, but now I have to make more space. Um, staying true to his biggest boss um, persona, Ross claimed it was actually rich boss shit <laughs> while simultaneously considering a yard sale. And quote, listen, man, what y'all do with all y'all clothes, all y'all shoes, I'm trying to organize some of this shit, <laughs> he said. I'm take I'm talking about all the clothes on cl- closet. All the closets are full. That shit. That shit's all over. It's like I'm fighting through shoes. Continuing his um his stream of um consciousness, uh, Ross admitted he doesn't even consider whether he has space while making purchases. And guess what? If I didn't have enough shelves and I went and bought another um, truck full of books. I'll put him. Um, I'll put it in in here, and set him um, on the floor. Ross then came to his own um, definition of hoarding. Hoarding, not being able to walk up the stairs. Can I defend myself? Um, that's when I'm hoarding. When it's filling all the way up the steps and it's blocking functional space, he said, meaning if I was going all the way up both sides of those um, staircases, that's when I, that's when it would be hoarding. Until then, I'm just fucking hustler, man, <laughs> unquote. <laughs> um, I'm looking at this picture of all this stuff is all on the floor. It's like everywhere, books, clothes, everything is all over the place, you know, um, and he's trying to, or, you know, reorganize things himself. Like, you know, he don't have a, a personal, you know, organizer or cleaner, whatever you want to call it, to come in there to, to do this for him. I mean, if, if anybody read about Ross in the past, he does a lot of his own things in his home. Like we spoke on it on the show um, before that he cuts his own grass. Um, he does a lot of stuff on his own. He don't hire people to come in and do that. That's how he saves a lot of his money. Um, so he does a lot of stuff himself. Um, so looking at this picture, yeah, you will look at it and say, hmm, that's, that's, that's a hoarder right there. I mean, cause it's just, from one end of the wall to the other end of the wall, all over, you know, this stuff is. Um, but, again, yeah, I guess he put it all out there to try to reorganize it. And if he's trying to 
find space to put new stuff in, and I guess that would be somewhat of a hoarding issue or, you know, maybe <laughs> problem if you don't have enough space in a 109-room mansion. <laughs> what do you think of this? 109 room I, and you're still trying to find space. I mean, all the closets are full. I mean, the reason why he really actually does think himself because he can buy a lot of shit. So there you go. The more stuff he can buy himself, he can get done. The more money he has to buy to be a hoarder. I've seen that picture and I've seen it. And uh, do you really need 109 rooms? No, you really don't. Like, you, if you really, like, you don't need 109 rooms. You just don't. Uh, he got the 109 rooms because he wanted to buy shit to put in. Um, to put him in those rooms, I like 109. It's like, that's a hotel. That's an apartment building. A hotel, like, yes. I'm like, 109 rooms? Like, how do you, like, have you been at all? Like, are you serious? Who cleans those rooms? Have you, all 109 rooms? That's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. At the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, I could, like, come on, I'd get a five. Imagine one of them rooms has probably cool. got so much dust in it because he can't get to all of them. He can't get to all of them. The entire room. He might forget. He might <laughs> forget. Like, he leaves stuff in there. I had a watch in one of these rooms. I don't know what's wrong with that watch at. Did I leave it over the fourth floor the third you know, floor? I, I would be, you know, if I had that type of money that he has, I, I I don't know. I would be kind of you know concerned to buy a home with all those rooms because when you have so many guests that comes over, and I'm sure he had a lot of parties and stuff in that house. How do you know everybody left? That is true. That is true. You got a point. There's five <laughs> people living there right now from parties from two years ago that he didn't even realize. <laughs> they watch the food, they cook you. They don't know what's going on. Somebody hiding out in one of the rooms. In the other room, yeah. I slide up in there. Different entryway, you know. I mean, they got Mel being sent there. You know, you don't have no idea. By the time you realize that, I got everybody up in there on the on the other side. At least two other rooms. Up, uh, <laughs> um, now, when I when I when I when I when I, when I obtain that wealth. I am not going to buy a hundred. You out of your mind? It's ridiculous. It's like it's like buying twenty cars. You got one ass. Why do you need all twenty cars? You know what I mean? Like right. you're not going to drive all twenty cars. You get two, three, whatever. This is something that just is, you know logical. Yeah, hundred nine rooms, yeah. dude. You can rent that out. That's I'm serious. You I, can make cash. I'm sure he has his favorite room that he likes to sleep in. I'm sure he ain't sleeping all hundred nine rooms. Oh hell no. Yeah. <laughs> He can make that an Airbnb and make some fucking cash off 50 out of the 59 rooms. You know what I mean? Like, he can, like, just rent that joint out and have a staff and everything. Uh, you know. Oh, I Lord. What do you do? What are you going to do? Uh, That's a lot. He's a hoarder. He's a hoarder. He's a hoarder. I don't get what he says. He hoards. And it's all right. <laughs> and it's okay. Just, you know, if you want to do it, I, you know, you know, it's not a disease. Well, I guess it is. I don't know. Uh, but, hey. <laughs> If it makes him happy, he keeps him out of trouble. He got the means to do it. He got room. Well, he's trying to get more room. Why not? Hoard away, my friend. Hoard away. Uh, all right. We're going to play some music. we come back. we got a little more things to get into. Uh, stick around. NYPA Entertainment Radio.
Stopping having dreams about falling in love It feels so real, but nobody is here when I wake up Do you know my name? The devil's in the detail I'm a natural born killer Partners, Universal Partners with Snoop Dogg's newly found Death Row Pictures for biopic on iconic rapper Alan Hughes to direct. And what would be the first definitive biopic of the hip-hop star and pop culture icon Universal Pictures is developing a film about the life of Snoop Dogg. The film marks the first project under Snoop's newly formed Death Row, Death Row Pictures with Alan Hughes on board to direct and Joe, Joe Robert Cole set, <clears throat> excuse me, set to write the script. Snoop will produce, along with Hughes, 
and Sarah Rymaker. Quote, I waited a long time to put this project together because I wanted to choose the right director, the perfect writer, and the and the greatest movie company I could partner with that could understand the legacy that I'm trying to portray on screen and the memory I'm trying to leave behind, says Snoop. It was the perfect marriage. It was holy matrimony, not holy macaroni. That's what he said, not me. Um, the pick marks <laughs> the first film from Snoop Snoop's death row pictures and will incorporate music from his massive catalog. The hip-hop legend purchased the death row brand at the beginning of the year for an undisclosed sum from MNRK Music Group, which is the which which is controlled by private equity group Blackstone. Quote, I wanted to be the CEO of Death Row Records and basically take over the merchandise and, re and re-release their music to to do documentaries and possibly do my life story, he told GQ in December of last year. Uh, today's news makes good on those promises. Over the past decade, Universal and its chairman, uh, Donna Langley, has built a number of strong relationships with musicians in order to get sign-off in order to get signed off to not only to tell story but but use their music for future films. Besides Snoop Dogg Studio is currently developing Madonna and share biopics with the musicians fully on board. Snoop Dogg quote Snoop Dogg's life and legacy makes him one of the most exciting influential influential icons in popular culture, says Langley. We met the we met with Snoop shortly after he acquired Death Row Records and had the opportunity to hear his story in his own words. We are humbled to be able to create the lasting docu uh, document of this singular artist. Universal is also behind one of the most successful hip-hop biopics uh, ever with the Oscar-nominated NWA pick Straight Outta Compton, which blew away box office records for a musical biopic grossing more than 20, uh, excuse me, 200 million. Coincidentally, Snoop Dogg was featured in the film, given his ties to the group co-founder, Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? what you I like about? that idea. I like mm -hmm. that idea. You know, coming from especially Snoop. I mean, he 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 got a story to tell. You know, from coming up the gang banging to the life that he's living now, from negative to positive. You mm -hmm. know, um, I, I I would love to see that. You know, and and you know, he's still here to tell the story of what actually went down. You know, his upbringing to what led him to, you know, the streets, to music, to what, mm -hmm. you know, and a businessman as as he is now um, today, you know. So mm -hmm. it's something I was definitely um, watching, you know. Um, I'm hoping that it actually, you know, it goes through where we'll be able to see it on the screen or, you know, one of the, um, what is it, Cinemax, not Cinemax, um, HBO Max HBO or whatever Max. it is. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I would definitely watch it. I would support it. Uh, one thing I, I like is that he's alive and it's being done and he's hands-on uh, and he has the rights to his own music. Uh, he still has mm -hmm. his catalog. I like some people who sold their catalog. So, and that, so it should be really cool, interesting um, to see it now because he's hands-on. So it's coming out of his mouth. He's pointing out this, that, and the other. It's not someone else doing it. He picked the directors. He got the screenwriter. He got his music. So I'm looking forward to uh, to it coming out. I wonder who's going to get to play him um, and to kind of do his voice. He has that a very distinctive voice. He has a yeah. very distinctive voice. 
um, we found out um, <laughs> there's some that he did a voice. He did the voiceover for the guy that played him in um, Straight Outta Compton. He did, he did the voiceover for him. Like he like the guy was lip syncing, like Snoop talking. And anyway, he has a distinctive voice. <laughs> Hopefully, he don't do that on this film. But he has a very distinctive voice. I wonder who's going to play the different characters. And he has a great story and from kind of like a rags to riches and on emerging going to jail for murder and all that stuff. So. Um, that should be really cool, and hopefully uh, we'll see it soon, you know. Um, but leaving one rap legend to another, Nas, to perform King's Disease Trilogy, a special New York show. Nas has announced a one-night-only show in New York City that will see him perform the now-completed King's Disease Trilogy in its entirety. The special performance will take place on February 24th at Madison Square Garden. Nas shared the news via Instagram uh, two days ago, um, just hours after the arrival of the latest hit boy, Assistant King's Disease 3. According um, according to the Twitter account, uh, Chase cardholders will have early access to ticket sales uh, from 10 a.m. on Tuesdays and go fast, November 15th to 10 p.m. And on Thursday night, (laughs) November 17th, yeah, it's gonna go like yeah. Look, that shit don't work. Uh, the general public will be able to buy tickets starting the following morning, eighteenth. It's not anyway. Arriving on the hills of the lukewarm reception of the Kanye West orchestrated Nasir's twenty twenty, Nasir's twenty twenties, King's Disease marked the beginning of a new era in Nas' career. The album uh, will go on to win the twenty twenty one Grammy Award for Best Rap Album, uh, marking the first time a Queensbridge rapper was recognized by the Record Academy since the rival since the rival of his 1994 debut album King's Disease Two arrived the following summer, earning Nas his highest album debut at the number three position on the Billboard 200 chart. The album received an additional boost thanks to a feature from Lauryn Hill on "Quote Nobody," which I played on here. Um, He's another yeah. one that came a long way. He's another one that came a long way, Nas. That's you know, another one thought from, of the legacy. Now he could be considered one of, if not the greatest of all time, because you saw yeah, relevant. Uh, right, right. He dropped man albums. He did the past couple of years. He's dropping albums. Um, yeah. King Disease one and two is dope. I heard a little bit of three so far. I like it. I got to finish the rest of it. But him and Hit Boy, uh, like he said in his article further down, is like that's his Quincy Jones. You know what I mean? That's that's his guy. Like he, they just make literally great music together. They have that chemistry, you know. Um, and so far, what I heard the first couple of tracks, yeah, man, they, they have something good. And why I give that up? Like going for a three-peat. You don't break the team up to keep the team together. Go for that championship one more time. Um, there you go. I think that that concert going to be dope. Um, too bad a lot of y'all not going to be able to see it. Not being mean, because so, those, yeah. those tickets are already gone. When he announced it's already tickets, sold like, out. But they were sold already. <laughs> Susie, the thought came into his head, Joe, and pictures were gone. <laughs> like, hmm, let's see. I, I think I'm going to do a concert next sold year. Out. Sold out. <laughs> sold out. <laughs> he didn't finish it. Sold out. I said, what? what? Sold out. I said, it's a wrap. You can get in the garden. It's done. It's yeah, done. That, that, that's going to be dope. It's, it's only right. I mean, he's a New Yorker. 
you know, Madison Square Garden, New York. I mean, he could have did it in the Barclay Center also, still New York, but, you know, the yep. garden. Because it's the mecca of entertainment and sports. Yeah. And, um, he could have. He, you got to go to the garden, and he could say, I sold out the garden, you know, in my mind, that fast. You know what I mean? Like I said, so, boom, gone, Jay. Beat that. Um, uh, like I said, <laughs> big fan of King's Disease 1 and 2, her part of 3, um, listen to it, of course, like one and two. I put it on the playlist down the line. It's happening with three. Yeah, I haven't heard three yet. Already heard. And, um, so. yeah, him and Hit Boy, man, that's dope. Yeah, that is dope. I got to listen uh, to it. Yeah, what do you want to get into, Zell? Um, we got Ja Rule has given his own breakdown behind the history of snitching in light of the lack of detained suspect in the murder of, of Takeoff. Um, the Queen's native recently appeared on an episode of Fox Soul Cocktails with Queen's and provided insight on the subject of informing police with incriminating information in an investigation. And cool. Let me break down what snitching really is and how that works. Um, said, um, <clears throat> said, um, Ja Rule. Um, you you talking about people in our community that are civilians. You can't be a snitch. If you're not part of the criminal organization or you're not a part of the crime, snitching that label goes for people that are a part of the actual crime or the criminal organization, which none of that falls on civilians. Okay, that don't make sense. Um, the 46-year-old notes that um, the concept of snitching um, came from the mob and that that implicating them in crimes was a practice looked down upon due to Italian gangsters, charitable and philanthropic, uh, philanthropic um, efforts in their neighborhoods. Uh, end quote, they were men of honor and integrity, even though they were crime bosses and criminals. He continued adding what they were protecting uh, were people that they felt were protecting their communities, people who gave back to their community, um, people who did things for their community. What we're talking about is not that. We're talking about people who are destroying our community. Ja also admitted um, his own role in the promotion of violence with, within hip-hop um, culture um, hearkening back to his signature, its murder, ad-lib, um, and his influence. Um, there is a difference between entertainment and art and what we do and what real, what uh, what it really is, he said. The 46-year-old also shared that over time, his own outlook on the role hip-hop, um, gun culture, and music play in society invoked Staten you see things a lot differently. You see the world a lot differently. He concluded, um, it's just sad, but we as a people are not ready for the real conversation. And that was the end of his um, conversation. Um, I really didn't see him really explaining. <laughs> I mean, did you understand that? No, I, I didn't get that. That's just that was a waste of his time, our time, and our listeners. Yeah, he, I don't know that, that. he didn't really explain that. 
he just hey, didn't hey, explain hey. it at all. Hey, Jaru, I, I stick didn't. to what you're good at. Make music. Just make music, bro. Just make music. Just some acting. Were you sitting there wasting people's time? Snitches is murder. That snitch is murder. And you get the money. Yeah, that was like, didn't make any sense at all. And, you know, I mean, snitching, people not speaking of what's going on out there, you know, whatever crime that's happening. And although in this today's world, everybody's snitching on themselves. Yeah. You know, they commit a crime. They go on social media and say, I did it. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. they, they, they film the actual crime. They film the actual crime. Yeah. Um, right. Now, but, for what he's probably talking about, you know, or trying to convey, um, you know, when a crime happens and you just happen to be there and see what happens, but you're not going to talk because snitching it's 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 not a good thing, you know, in in um you know a lot of the communities. But when you look at it, what if it was your family member and mm-hmm. somebody out there see it? Would you want them to snitch? Mm-hmm. You would want them to talk. Uh, we're gonna move on to something that makes more sense than what Jaru was talking about. Chris Rock. Jaru didn't make no person. sense. <laughs> no, no, no. Chris Rock will be the first person to perform a live on Netflix. The, uh, the live from Netflix is Chris Rock, the comedian, set for, um, for a comedy special on Netflix in 2023. And, 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 um, and in a first for the streamer, it will be aired live. Rock will become the first person to ever perform live on a streaming service called Netflix, which called this its first ever live global streaming event. Quote, we're thrilled to, we're thrilled the entire world will be able to experience a live Chris Rock comedy event and be a part of Netflix history. Netflix vice president of stand-up and comedy format, Robbie Prawl, said, this will be an unforgettable moment, and we're so honored that Chris is carrying his torch. The show will be an experiment in live streaming for Netflix, which could incorporate the technology into other programmings in the future. In fact, the report from the Wall Street Journal this week said Netflix is warming up to the idea of offering live sports. Other stream, other streamers have also gotten into live streaming, like Disney, uh, which streams Dancing, uh, Dancing with the Stars as recently as March of this year. Uh, Netflix co-CEO uh, Ted Sandros told the New York Times, uh, Kyle Buchman, that we're not really in the live broadcast space when asked if he would be interested in streaming the Oscars. This will be Rock's second comedy special with Netflix after 2018's Chris Rock Tambourine, which is very good. And the special Mm -hmm. will be highly anticipated in the wake of Will Smith slapping Rock on stage in 2022. (laughs) Guess what he's going to talk about in 2023. Um, The comedian addressed the incident in in a stand-up show since then, but has hasn't discussed it at length. He's also reportedly turned down an offer to host the Oscars, which, like the Netflix special, will air in early 2023. Yeah. What was he talking mm-hmm. about? I wonder what That's he got going on in his life. That, That's that a hard me, one. No pun intended. That, that is a hard one. <laughs> hmm. I think, we, I you know, I could slap myself for that. Don't know. And I would turn up the cheek and slap that one. I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll be all slapped. 
We'll be all slap happy around here. I wonder. Man. I wonder. Now, this perplexes oh, me. Why is the side of my face stinging trying to figure this out? The side of my face is stinging right now. It's, you know, it's ringing. My ear is ringing trying to figure this out. But, but you know what? I think we need to keep his name out of our motherfucking mouth before he says something. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. He <laughs> <laughs> keep his name out of our motherfucking mouth. That's what we, we That's can't what? do that. We got to stop we, right we, now. We're we, we going to have to do that. Definitely. It was just a joke. Um, it was just a joke. Chris? Man, man you know what? Trying to figure this out, I think I'm going to watch me some G.I. Jane today. How about that? How about that? <laughs> I don't think Jada's in that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> nevertheless, we'll be watching it in 2023. <laughs> we will play some music, and uh, we'll come back. And make me one more thing and before I wrap things up here. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Red light, green light. Everybody take a shot. Red light, green light. Give me everything you got. Red light, Mr. 305. Flow rider and lunch money. Three Miami boys, you know what time it is. Give me the green light. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm ready to go Let's have a good time Let's go What you waiting for? You only got one life One life And we gon' live it up So give me the green light Give it to me Cause I'm ready to go Let's have a good time. Right now, right now. 
give it up. So give me the green light. Everybody go 
everybody going through tough times. Believe me, been there, done that. But every day above ground is a great day. Remember that. Like, damn, is that bad, dude? 
that you really trying to get person, people to come out? Right. What the person said was, was true about you. If your music is good, despite what you have said, people will still come out X, Y, and Z. That's number one. That which is true. Uh, I never thought his music was good to begin with. So whatever. I maybe like maybe one song that I almost understood he was saying, but otherwise than that, I never thought he had he had any good music. Um, number two. It's cyclical. Music, the music industry is cyclical. Um, where sometimes you go, in full, you know, you start out shaky, you get to the top, you go right back to where you began. <laughs> you go right yeah. back to where you began, and you start over again. Small venues, he's begging people to come and buy one, get one free, uh, plus free coffee and a muffin. Um, but it, he, it, he, it, you know, from one of those things, he he wasn't that. Uh, it's it's like he was still living the street life. I mean, he was glorifying, you know, of him shooting people, um, you know, breaking into his home. I pull out, I shot him, and, you know. But people love that, though. People love that about But that the funny thing is that wasn't his downfall is when he opened his mouth and said something. About the LG, L, LGBTQYZ community. And the, the thing is, like, he said that clearly. His music, he mumbled. This one he said clearly. He should have did the opposite. He should have mumbled what he said and rapped clearly. I don't know. But I tell you what, though, I'm kind of intrigued with the free muffin and coffee that goes with the ticket. You know, you get a little muffin pack, a little chocolate <laughs> cookie muffin. You know, a little co- I'm not a coffee drinker, but, hey, anything for free, I'll go with the buy one and get one free. Um, <laughs> that is that, that's, that's just that's that. unheard of. That, that's, that's unheard that's, of. It is unheard that's, of. A, a hip hop um, artist, a buy one get one free ticket no, to his show. Forget, forget a hip hop artist, an artist. Period. Period. Right. The level that he's at, he's a relevant cat. You know, what I mean, he's not a some dude from years ago. He's a current dude that's you know offering buy one get one free with a hot coffee, hot chocolate, and muffin. You know what I mean? So that that is, you know, unheard and it of. Doesn't, oh. It doesn't appear but, that other artists is willing to touch him right now. Well, when you're, like, when, when you're, when you're offering hot chocolate, coffee, muffins, and cookies to go with your tickets, who wants to be a part of that? Who wants to share that bill? Who wants to share that billing? Uh, I wouldn't. So, even even little baby ain't messing with him. Little baby ain't talking to the baby. Little baby like I ain't messing with you. We got the same name. Uh, I, little little baby, little baby is skyrocketing right now with his career. You know why? <laughs> you know, he's he's on up. he's on the and top he, right now. He's a mumble rap. Yeah, he's setting the hell up and he's gonna mumble rap. That's what he's doing. I'm a mumble uh-huh. mumble rap to my million, and I'm gonna shut the hell up. So and you know he learned from the baby. So anyway, uh, all right, so. Uh, we have to end the fun right here. Time to go. Let everybody go about their business. Let's do the shout outs. Yeah, that's right. Buy one, get one free. Um, <laughs> shout out to everybody. <laughs> shout out to everybody who who continues to follow us here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. We're definitely grateful to every one of y'all. Continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, about NYPA Entertainment Radio. Um, watch us live or watch us on demand, um, as Kyle always say. Um, shout out to Philly, New York, Kyle. Um, could continue to um, support new music, new topic. Hit us up, as I always say, NYPA 
entertainment at gmail.com. Always spell out the word entertainment, N-Y-P-A entertainment at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, you, you know, we're all free to listen to one show and listen to two free. Uh, when you go to the, <laughs> when you go to the show, to man, here one show, here two free. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to everyone near and far in New York, Philly, though. Everybody who downloads the show globally, I see it. Um, and uh, be safe, like I always say. You know, it sounds cheesy and cliche. Stay focused. Um, just, just get through the work week. So at the end of that work week, it's a Sunday that you listen to us and we entertain you. And hopefully we have done and continue to do a good job with the music and the topics and, and some guests coming up and so forth. So be safe. Thank you, everyone listening. We will see you soon next week. Lord willing, be safe. Stay warm if you're on the East Coast or in the Midwest or even parts of down south. And we out. Show's over. NYPA Entertainment Radio. I'm not a preacher, I just like making good music The show is over, the show is over The show is over, the show is over Think I'm paranoid from the weed, Lord. Can you help me, please? Once more, I drop to my knees. Tell me, Lord, how could it be? Blind the rain I've never seen. Tell me, Lord, why is it me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company. I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living. They know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing. Uh. Making me pick and choose with win or lose Even when I won, my mind is left battered and bruised Choose These niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight I'm on my level Sell your soul Deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man Trouble finding the absolute meaning of life Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by But I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine I'm just drifting away, these dreams keep me fueled to progress This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress Throughout the daily grind, I seem to find a peace of mind No wasting time, I need to climb up to the top to make this mine Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be much more than the stars Can I line the journey is dark, but I'll find A source of light to help distinguish the good and the evil the benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I built from within Present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relate to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truth As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry on, then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are 
they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned, the rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture my morals to society as he begins teething But if I have a girl, she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold-hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain The show is over. The show is over. The show is over.